This week on the Sideline Experts, we're joined by Josh Nasser, rising star and prop for the Queensland Reds, as we dissect the here and now of sport around the globe. Join us as we chat the weekend's results, what players really talk about on the bench, and preview this week's upcoming fixtures. Nasi, welcome to the podcast, hey? Cheers for having me, boys. Last week, we, the boys went down to Brookvale Oval to play the Rebels at Manly. It's actually called Lotto Land now. Yeah. And played at an 18-all draw. Talk, talk us through that one. What, what were you guys looking at going into the game? We, we spoke to Fraser. He said it was going to be a pretty physical contest. How did it play out for you guys? Yeah, obviously, leading into the game, Rebels, pretty big pack. Some elusive backs and the likes of Kyle Betty, Dane Hallett, Petty. Yeah, but... It was, a, it was names in there, don't yeah. they? Bloody yeah. syllables galore. The double yeah. barrels out in force. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a it was a wet sort of dewy night down there at oh, Brookvale so on a bit of a bit of a dusty deck. We heard it's taken a few ankles in its time. Yeah, well, but, but, yeah, it's, it's like renowned for like knee injuries at yeah. Brookie. They're like Dylan Walker, that like Travoyevich has yeah, done a knees, ton of and hammies. asbestos too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. All the good gear. Bit of a yeah, a dogged fest. You said like lots of kicking. Game was pretty slow, lots of stoppages. Was that? Do you think that was like part of their plan or your plan to slow the game down at all, or just the way it panned out? Yeah, I think just the way it panned out. They sort of they ended up having a heap of possession in that first half, and our defense, to the boys' credit, was stood up, and they I, I, we felt like they threw most of what they had at us, and we we managed to sort of combat that and not let too many points in. But obviously, pretty pretty they got a pretty lucky intercept. Towards the end of the game, and big Chrissy Sortier came on at the end. How and, good was he? Oh, Jesus, he was, he's a big boy though. What do you reckon, what does he weigh in at? Oh, he'd he'd be in the hundreds, I reckon. Big, yeah. big, big Chrissy, <laughs> somewhere high up in but, the hundreds. Mate, he he's just he's just the most laid back bloke you'll Isn't meet. Like right? at training, like just just chills out, <laughs> just this cheeky grin on him. But when he yeah. comes on the field, he turns into a different what beast. Fine, he's just what? How old would he be now? I think he's... He's probably not 20, that old. 28, though. I reckon. Oh, right, yeah. oh, no, all right. We'll just show get up, Get up and Google. Dude, I don't want to miss... Don't he miss made quotas. his debut with the Wallabies at like 20. Yeah. He was like Try a and debut. It would have been yeah. like 2000. Yes. And it was a sick try. Yeah, it was a yeah. hectic yeah. try. They did like a cross field then he steps back in. Yeah. But he's done what? Like three or four knees in his time, hey? Yeah, I mm. think. Yeah, he's been middle with a little bit of injury, but seemed to, seemed to just always be... Just around, Bro, he was, yeah. <laughs> he's been there for... He's part of the furniture now, isn't he? Oh, he's... I think he's been there for... 2008 or 9, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. He, he finished school in 09 and from that yeah. state high team that was like Struggle. unreal. Oh. They had like f- five or six Aussie schoolboys in that team. Curtis uh, Browning. Curtis yeah. Browning. Ben Meehan. Do you remember him? The yeah. halfback. Um, he had a stint at Melbourne for a Dude, while. Dude, Samu, Samu Crowley's playing in the twos. He's playing yeah, seconds right. there right. at um, state high. He and like second row. Like, Chris Kurandrani yeah. too, Chris I think, was around that probably around there. Phil Kite. Where's he now? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, he used to tear it up in the... Um, Probably in France or something. In the Prems. Uh, Mitch, what do we make of those new extra time laws? Obviously, it was a bit of an excitement going into the end that 18 all, but we sort of played out a bit of a stalemate in the end due to the fact that it was kind of like nobody wanted to make a mistake. Is that what mm. you saw? I, I definitely back you there. I would point out, though, that the try that got brought it to that super time was pretty great. The few, it was like, few what, good three pops. minutes before the end or something? Yeah, and Brad Thorne had a, quite an uncharacteristic smile. He should grew up in the <laughs> yeah. box there. That was good to see. But no, um, I reckon at the birth of his first child, he was, oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> it's done now. No smile. <laughs> On to the next task. <laughs> yeah. But no, I thought it, it offered a bit of a, 
a rescue opportunity for a game that otherwise was definitely one for the purists. It, um, I, I saw that it averaged a kick in super time every 27 seconds. And I just hear that. And I'm like, wow, wow. And, and because of that, and that with the wet weather probably didn't help because there was a few scrums there. So there's been a bit of talk about, do we, do we, uh, stop the clock for scrums in super time? But to me, I'm just like, if you're going to do it, then you might as well do it the whole game. Um, but I like the idea. It needs a bit of refining because it did add some theatre. Regardless of whether kicking's your thing, it, it at least had some tactical relevance to pin him down. It wasn't the aimless kicking you'd seen for the other 80 minutes for a lot of it where it was just put it put it high and deep just to get a breather. I think I think that the most part of that kicking came from the 50-22s and yeah. 250 laws. Yeah. And just trying to, trying to plug and the corners. That's yeah. definitely... I think, I think Melbourne ended up getting, getting one, but then... Not straight line. That was definitely one of the good things about that law too. At least it's adding some more meaning to it. Other than like, there's obviously going to be some overhang with some of the you know meaningless bombs, which was more yeah. in the Waratahs Ryan game. Lawrence, I was I was actually pretty disappointed with him. Like mm. I thought he in those first couple of rounds he looked really really solid. I just thought his service was pretty sloppy. I didn't think he was as sharp as Tate or Scott. I was yeah. really sort of. Not impressed by the performance he put together. Like I, I thought he was probably like a little smoky for the end of the year for the Wobs, but yeah, I didn't think he put it together on on Friday night. What do what do you make of him? Yeah, it, it probably doesn't help too because because he's one of those he's a he's a big boy for a scrum half. Like he's he's a, he's a zero. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't discount him though. He was in 2017, particularly the last year of the Force. He had an awesome season. I remember Michael mm. Check had him firmly on the radar. He hasn't quite cracked that yet, but um. I, I think if he plays like he did, perhaps when the first round, um, you know, we could see something of, a bit more of where he thrives, where he goes for those wide plays, brings the wingers into the game a bit more than say your Tates, who are more snipe around the ruck. But yeah, no, I agree, it wasn't wasn't his best game. Mm. Uh, I just want to change tack a little bit, Nass, and you spent a little bit of time on the pine in the last twelve months of the Reds. Obviously, like being a rookie prop, that's pretty pretty normal. What sort of like take us into that bench. What sort of talk goes on there? Is it like, are people serious on there? Is it casual? Are we taking the Mickey? Obviously, like as the camera always pans over the bench, everyone's like hiding, yeah, trying to take yeah. a laugh. What's it like on the bench? What's the atmosphere? Oh, uh, I think it it probably ma- it massively depends on the just what's going on in the game. But I know you get the, you get the classic blokes up, you get the classic blokes up the front of the um up the front doing the stretches for the entire yeah, game, yeah. and you got the Chrissy Sorties just. Leaning back, hiding in the back feet, corner, feet up at the back of the bench. <laughs> but no, I don't know. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tricky. You could be sitting on the bench for eighty, the whole eighty minutes, seventy minutes. Or well, that's happened a fair bit with um, Josh Fluke. That happened two weeks ago. Yeah, Fluke yeah. it happened. He was in line for his debut, but sat on the bench. But yep. that happened to Shawnee Farrell earlier in the year. Oh, true. Yeah, and then I think Hamish Stewart went. When before he played, I think he spent like four games or something just straight on the bench. Yeah. Oh my god! So just sitting it out. But is it I a like, nervous wait there? I, like, or you just you just want to get on? Like. Yeah, you just you just tell you get on and then <laughs> tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Not the only time that night, eh? Yeah. Oh. After uh, game, G rated, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the coach usually gives a pretty good pretty good warning before you go on and yeah, get does, up. Yeah, is it is like? Pre-game, is he like, all right, Nassie, we're going to bring you on, 65th minute, give me 15 minutes of gun energy? Or is it like, he's like, does he tell you that? Or is it, oh, we'll see how the game plays out and yeah. go from there? Yeah, it's probably different with different players, like the store, like JP, um, JP Smith and yeah. um, even Muff and yeah. BPA, they usually do 40-40. So he, mm-hmm. to them, they'll obviously say 40-40, but 
someone like me or maybe like Fluky, for example, they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll just see how the game's going and, yeah, just sort of play it by ear. But Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting we, we talk about that, but on the inverse, you look at the fact that you've got, we're in an age of rugby now where you've got tight heads who are playing that 70, oh. 80 minutes even. Like, like that's, right, a, that's crazy. He's a freak, 90 dude. on the weekend. He's yeah, yeah, fair dinkum. Yeah. Like, that's just insane. So, it's definitely big. But more to, speaking of debuts with Fluky, yourself, Nass, obviously, um, for those of us yeah, stragglers, for us stragglers what, who, are, so who stayed up for that 3M start in Joburg, mate, I, and I'm sure you won't mind me saying, it was probably yeah. not what you would have scripted <laughs> oh no it's made for a made for a decent story but yeah <laughs> oh that was it was an interesting time it was Taniello got yellow carded yeah pretty, pretty big line scrum yeah. come on sort of scrum was a bit iffy then bang straight on on the on our goal line defending a mall dive sort of me and Wilson what, yeah, what did you do did me, you actually get it I can't actually remember me and Wilson sort of both lost our feet and then sort of bit of a 50-50 is it red? 18, you're off. No, yellow. Yeah. And yeah, just sort of head down. <laughs> that would have been so frustrating. Uh, and then sitting on the bench, the African um, cameraman just camera in my face for like, heckles like, oh, no. left, right, and center, just head down. <laughs> was it? But no, like, obviously, getting a debut was awesome. But On your Aussie debut, was that against the Summers? Is that the one where you did the swan dive? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That, oh, it's iconic, that one. Yeah, that was, a, that was the next time I got on the field. So that, that <laughs> sort of made up for it, made for pretty quick forgetting of that Lions game. Yeah, better, better viewing that one. Yeah, that's it. Um, the second game of Aussie Super Rugby was pretty exciting between the Force and the Tars with New South Wales making a, a bit of a second half comeback to get up 23-14. Mitch, what caught your eye on this one? Obviously, the Force started pretty quick and Tars sort of worked themselves to the game. Yeah, look, it was a textbook game of two halves. The first half, the force were just clinical. The Tars could barely get it out of their 40. You had great, smart kicking from Ian Pryor, John Lance with the, the flat passing. And then you look at the big boys in, in the back of the scrum, like Brian Udstander. He yeah, had their some... Their back row was awesome. I was really yeah, impressed by like some, some of their work. Crazy. Tevin Ferris was another player. Had a good one. Um, Fergus Warner. How good was he? Who's Henry Stowers. Yeah, so definitely, definitely not in it to make up the numbers this year. But no, they were smart. They um and shout out to Big, Big Byron, yeah, Byron Ralston, uh, yeah, mate of ours. Try. Yeah, we posted this week on uh, Insta, giving him a shout out. So. Yeah, a bit of meat on his super debut. So that was good to <laughs> see. Um, but no, and then the second half, you look at what the Tars did. Credit to them, and perhaps that last try that the Tars got in the first half might have been a sign that you know the Force have only been playing those thirty-five minute halves in rapid rugby or training for that at least. So maybe that game fitness and time management's an element. But the second half was smart kicking. That, it was about smart possession. Like Carmichael Hunt in particular, when he came on and nailed that 50-22, that was a game mm. winner. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like you could kind of tell that the force had probably been out of it for a little while because and, – and the Tars, Penny obviously planned for that because that last 20, he brings on Hunt, he brings on Dempsey mm. in the back mm. row. And you, you kind of think you, you'd you usually start with those two and bring on Will Harris and bring on, um, bring on Joey Walton at the end. Yeah. But I think that was a clear tactic for him to actually finish stronger than you start. Because he knew the force would probably go the other way. Yeah, and they pro- they would have. I, you don't like to say it, but they, there's a good chance they probably were a little bit complacent coming into that. You've got a team that haven't. They played one round of rapid rugby, literally one game. The round didn't even finish, and then it was just all over Red Rover. So no, I th- I thought it was a game that deserved. Like if if that was played in front of forty thousand and it had some animated, game. I it was an awesome yeah, game. if that had a good crowd and animated commentary, people would finish that. And be like, you know, that was that was a decent watch. Yeah. 
it's all about the perception though, I guess, and having empty stands and some rather mundane commentary probably doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. A bit bit different to the Crusaders Blues game, oh. which was played what an hour before it. Yeah. Oh, it looked like a completely different well, game. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Like full stand full full crowd. Yeah, and the and the ball movement. Like the ball movement that we're seeing in New Zealand rugby is quick and it's fast. Mm. Where sometimes I think we're taking two or three phases to get there. Like we can generate fast ball, but we have to go sort of from we go fast ball, then we hit a sideline, and then it's a couple of phases structure back to fast ball. Mm. Whereas they're hitting touch line, touch line, t- like they're just so fast in their ball movement. I think I think the big difference because I, I was looking at some stats yesterday for the first two rounds of Super Rugby Aotearoa, and it was. There's actually not that yeah, much of it. Stop throwing yeah. that Sorry, in. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's like last week, I was like, Mark, no one can do the wires. It's yeah, just because I'm that's, good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I just get the inner linguist out for this. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought I thought that I saw stats, sorry, that said the first two rounds of the Super Rugby Aotearoa, take note, boys, yeah, and, and Super Rugby <laughs> AU, there actually hasn't been that much of a difference between the the hands that's travelled through per play. Tries, is that, there was first more been more tries and less penalties per average game for the Australian game first two matches. Oh. The big difference, oh, I think, has been the finesse of those those high-caliber players like Richie Moanga yeah. with those great little touches on the Aaron weekend. Aaron Smith has oh, been awesome. Even Bowden Barrett's just... Yeah, he comes straight back into oh, it. Oh, he's hey. completely changed the Blues. The Blues are just... They're a young side and then Bowden Barrett comes in and just changes the Yeah, it's, it's almost like that time off is just oh. like those big names have just stood up. Coles uh, the other week at... at uh, in the first round yeah. at Eden Park, that that try in the corner, like he was as blistering as ever. Mm. So I think, I think aside from those little finesse moments, the difference isn't as big as as, as some people might make out. I think a lot of it, and it goes, it's a relevant conversation to have when Rugby Australia devising what's next for Australian rugby is how we package and present it. The commentary in New Zealand, it's animated. It's got that test match atmosphere. Yeah, and they're the, all, they all know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. let's be honest, Phil Kearns, mate, he's a bloody clown. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> the bloke's talking about footy as if it was played 30 years ago. He hasn't moved on, the poor bugger. Yeah. It's, it's actually a bit sad, honestly. Look, no disrespect to Phil. Playing, <laughs> playing diplomat here. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, seriously. But, um, but yeah, no, I, it's... I think a diplomatic way would be saying a few of those commentators should be put out to pasture. But back to the Tars game, I was actually really impressed <laughs> again by James Ram. He's mm, been really yeah. good. I, I I was saying a phrase and he said he played with him two years 20s, ago in the yeah. 20s. I'd never heard of him and he is killing it for the Tars. He's electric out on a wing. Mate, Ramy's Ramy's a bloody good player. He just so unassuming if you look at him, he looks like a... It looks, it like, looks like a businessman. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just saw him Friday. Yeah, so. yeah. The accountant winger. No, he and he's got a he's got a good crisp pass for an outside back who usually would ordinarily be someone that you finish possession with that yeah. takes the carry up. He he takes it to the line flat, draws the defence beautifully. And yeah, no, I think it's fair to say that the Tars are where the Reds were a couple of years ago. They're finally digging into that Gen Blue, that under twenties system, and starting to you know pass the, on the torch a little bit more. And I I think. You know, it's easy to judge them early, but yeah. if they can keep these players like Swinton, Harris, Harrison. Who's the young prop on the bench? Tyan, is it? Yeah. He's playing prop. Tian, yeah, yeah, Tian. Yeah. He's good as well. He's solid. Yeah, he can, he's come on the past couple of games. And he's done pretty well. Yeah, straight straight out of school as well. So, yeah. no, you're right. Like, they, they are in that rebuilding phase and, and um, it'll be interesting to see where they where they get to. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, before we move on to the coming week's matches, I just want to touch on a little bit of sport around the globe and some of the highlights you've seen from the uh, the West Indies over the ponds <laughs> oh, and the cricket. How good. Nass, you brought a uh, cricket ball here today just to throw around <laughs> while we're waiting to get going. What Did you catch any of the match or yeah. see any of the scores? Yeah, caught a bit of it. How good seeing the palms go down. Mate, they were good. And uh, the Windies were good. Like, I think, yeah. do you see Jason Holder? Holder. He oh, took six, man. That, that guy's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> He's just... Damn right, stalwart. <laughs> absolute stalwart. And they're actually a pretty decent team now because they've been together for a few years. It's, yeah, it's the first lot from that when the academy was established that they've all come through. I think it was six of them were in the academy together. Three of their blokes have actually stayed in Jamaica for, like with their families because of COVID. Yeah, so right. they're missing like three of their best batters, like Darren yeah. Bravo and a couple of other blokes. So like they're a good, good team. Right good but to see Stokesy. Losers. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Is it worse than both? He's both a pole man and New Zealand. Great bloke. Great player. Uh, And a a redhead too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Ned. Sorry, Ned. But... The guy who didn't make the squad is the one I want to talk about or didn't make the team is that uh, Raheem Cornwall. Have you seen Rake- yeah, oh. the 130 kilo all-rounder who bowls off his... Off his, yeah. off his. <laughs> it's like when you're playing like club cricket and you're like 15 and um, some guy just rocks up. He's going to play for your team this week and he's like six foot eight. You're like, yes. Like, yeah. Someone's going to carry us to a win. They just the trample... Like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying leggies. <laughs> they just trampoline out of his hands. They just like pop. He looks, you'd see him and you think, oh, this is some European Cup stuff, you know, the florist bowler. But no, it, he does a job. Mate, he's good. He, yeah. and, he, and he bats he pretty bats well. really well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a fair few runs in that Caribbean. He can swing. Yeah, yeah. In their first six. class um, competition, he was like one of the leading wicket takers and run scorers yeah, in the yeah. comps. So, like he's a decent cricketer. Yeah, he good, just, good he's player. a big boy. He's the old school Mark Cosgrove, yeah, Darren Greg, Eamon. Greg Ritchie. Yeah. <laughs> who else? Who, who, what are, who's the biggest guy we've had in the last few years? No one really. There's, a, there's big Trent Lawford. Remember Trent Lawford. <laughs> oh, bring back Trent. Or Craig Simmons for the strikers. Oh, Simmons. How good is he? That 100. Yeah. Yeah. A few string beans, but none of the brawn. We'd bring back the brawn. No, I was saying that. He, he should be playing for bloody Saracens, like with Mark, yeah. Mac over and Fold. Yeah. And did you guys see that he's decided he's going to stay at Saracens? Even Big call. Going down? Big call. And the RFU Premiership too. They've the the, the with the uh, the RFU themselves have it's announced that they're yeah. yeah. <laughs> the RFU have announced that they've cut funding for the championship, which is a, the relegated division yep. below the Prem. So for them to do that, that's a big vote of confidence in the club. And the last one we want to sort of touch on before we before we head back to the Super Rugby is the Rugby League world. And there's been two sort of big stories that have dominated the last couple of weeks. One is Dave Fafita, who's literally a huge human. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> second one is the Bulldogs. I want to touch on Fafita Nass and like a player's perspective. People say loyalty and we had a similar sort of situation at the Reds earlier this year, but the opportunity to like get paid, you know, over a million dollars in David's case, like mm-hmm. 1.25 is the number that's being reported versus like 700 grand. You know, obviously you're early in your career. You've never had to make that call, but like, <laughs> Take us through what he's probably like thinking and going through and like the different thoughts for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, there was there would have probably been a fair amount of pressure if he if he just ditched the Broncos Broncos while they were in the dumps. Yeah, that's you know, true. You know what I mean? But I mean, one point two mil was it How at the time? Say no to that. Would have gone there, been in a sort of youngish squad, not a bad like not built into awful a, team. His age, live no. on the Gold Coast, make that money. You yeah, know? and. Probably One be a bit year. of a leader in that side, but yep. I don't know. I'll massively rate it from him if he's going to be loyal to the Bronx because he'll be 
I've got no doubts he'll be on that sort of money. And yeah, eventually. And then, yeah, eventually at the Broncos, maybe even more because he's he's a terrific player. And at his age, obviously, you're probably in a similar scenario. Is it where you think he can develop best in the next, you know, three years versus money? Because the money probably comes down the line sort of thing. Is that... Yeah, I'm not sure for a player like yeah. him. He's pretty he's well, he's pretty well at the top of the yeah, game, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's a good point. But, um, yeah, prob- that's probably in the back of his mind as well. Yeah, and then the other one I want to touch on is the Bulldogs. Obviously, they lost their coach earlier this week. I think they gave him 10 weeks' notice, and then they were like, right, we're cutting you for next season. Mitch, what do we make of that situation? Obviously, the hardest part for the Bulldogs now is looking for a coach. Trent Barrett's the guy that's been named, but he wants to stay at Penrith till the end of 2020 to be part of a premiership side. What clarity does that give players to go there? Because they really have to enter the player market because yeah. they're short on cattle. It's tough. And look, things have been pretty rough at Belmore for a while now. They're, they're a club that haven't had success for some good time. They're a young roster. You got you got to feel for Dean Pay. You know he he, he, he was had three years there. Yeah. and he lost some of the players: Moses Embiid, James Graham, yeah. Josh Morris, massive Morris, names. He, uh, and Josh he, Reynolds like, just lost so much cattle. Yeah, and so he kind of had to go back to square one. Didn't a lot of people say that the club had him on a bit of a short rope? He didn't have the quite the autonomy he would have liked. Interesting. I I, I read yesterday. And now I'm not sure whether there's any truth to this, but that the club or some rep from the club has tried to sound out Eddie Jones. Look, <laughs> I don't. Think Think that's going to happen. Apparently, he's a massive like loves. He does league, like yeah. he does like league, and and one of his biggest criticisms back in the day was that he brought too much league to rugby. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get any coach from any sport, it, it's Eddie Jones. He's a, he's an absolute professional. Well, Jason Riles is moving like he's at the Storm this year, and he's played like he's a rugby league player played for Australia, New South Wales for many years. He is a Melbourne Storm assistant, and Eddie Jones has actually hired him to be his assistant for defence for hmm. England next year. So, yeah. like, he obviously loves his league. He, he does like it. It's interesting, too, with with that IP of coaching. Eddie Jones, a lot of people underestimate, he is a sought-after man at that level. He's Jurgen Klopp's got him in to help out and consult with some of the uh, player personnel management over at Liverpool. He's uh, helped out with the England soccer team. He's been brought into, you know, a bit, bit of coaching of the coaches and some tactical player management. It'd also be like, just, like, funny to have in the media oh, back here. Like, he's the, the games, hilarious. The games. Like, the just, games. He's like, yeah, mate. Like, yeah. The, the thing <laughs> is, too, it'll come down to whether A, NRL can match the prestige of international rugby and B, you're looking at someone who's on last year brought home two, about $2 million Australian dollars. Can a, a league club do that for one year? Yeah. I don't think. And the bonus system at the RFU is just huge. So yeah. that's something you just can't get in rugby league. Mitch has got a, a listener question. Yeah, so it's come off Twitter, is it? been tweeted in from at h.unnieb. Um <laughs> Um, the question is, uh, Nas, can you tell can you tell the listeners a little bit about little bit about your six A's cricket form? <laughs> Apparently, you gave some glimpses of some great rugby shoulder charging, going for quick sim- <laughs> singles. He- heard the wicket keeper for Padua uh, six A's had to be carted off by dads. <laughs> Sounds like there's something behind this. That's not bad from Tomo, actually. I've oh, <laughs> forgotten about that. Name and names. <laughs> Oh, actually, sorry. H. Dot Honey Boy. Same bloke, same bloke. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that was down on the backfield at tennis in the early days and coming back for a two. Jeez, <laughs> doubles back uh, then, but now you're a big, pa- you're a big kid. Yeah, that would have been Padre, tough. Padre had this big keeper. I think he, they called him Nugget. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> I can confirm. At Dot Honey Boy has said it. Yeah. <laughs> it slid in my bat accidentally 
bit off balance. The shoulders phone in. And yeah, it's, been, it's, it, a, it's a carry off the, job. The moral of that is, if 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 Nugget is listening, you've you've started a footy career, mate. So thanks for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nugget. <laughs> Hey, now, this week the Reds are up against the Fours, who look pretty good, as we just spoke about last weekend, and they're playing on Friday night. Uh, Nass, what's the sort of focus been on training? Obviously, they're pretty impressive in that back row, strong halves pairing. Is that what you guys are looking at this week? Yeah, there was obviously a bit of rust through their, through their yep. team first game of the season, so we've got no doubt so they'll come out and they'll be all guns blazing. I think they got, um, who's what's the Kiwi... Yeah, Richie Kahui just Kahui? signed him. So I don't, I don't Is know. He I don't oh, know no, if he's I'm... been in quarantine for long enough to play. I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but, but he just signed. He's he's thirty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he said he's like. That was good. Yeah, he's well, yeah, he's a, he World Cup winner. But yeah. they said he he came out today today or yesterday and said like being over there's like really reinvigorated because he's been in Japan for so long. Mm-hmm. So just a bit more competition, people similar to him. I think he's really enjoying it. Apparently, yeah. so yeah, but not I think. Um, John O'Lance has played under Jimmy Mackay yep, and yep. that sort of stuff before so he's got a really smart kicking game so if we can put those sort of players under the pump and sort of go a long way to winning that match but yeah I think we can't can't underestimate them that's for sure yeah Mitch any thoughts on the game yeah look if, if I'm looking at it from a Queensland perspective the, the attention as Nas said is definitely on your, your inside centre fly half channel the traffic that goes through there off Pryor and, and, and Lance for you know inside balls some of the handy backs like Marcel Brachy Fords, Fords like last week will determine a lot of how much clean pill they can get out there if you're, if you're a force player you're probably looking at taking some of those big um, bull carriers out of play on the Reds, you know, Harry Wilson, uh, Taniela Tupo, those sort of boys. Um, the Ruck could be a big contest too. The, as we mentioned before, those back rowers for the force, they've got some handy talent there. So um, the contest between them and Liam Wright and Fraser McWright um, will be hugely influential. And the second game of the Super Rugby AU is the Brumbies up against the Tars on Saturday night. What's our thoughts on that one and, and tip? I'm going to go... I'll go Brahms as my tip. They just seem like a pretty, just, just, just solid. Yeah, they're just like real. They're just real solid they all, all around. They don't, they don't beat themselves. No, you they know, don't. like you've got to come out and, and sort of play well to beat the Brahms yeah, at the moment. Few, few calm heads in that side. So, I think they'll they'll probably get up over the over the Tars. Yeah, what do you make of it, Mitch? Yeah, look, I I definitely agree. I think the the ACT are the standard bearers here. They 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 play the smartest footy. They've, they're, it's it's not as much emphasis on like pure athleticism. It's very much footy brains with players like Little SEO. And yeah, I I have no doubt that they'll come out firing. I've got to back them. And as for who'll win the Reds force, as much as I think it'll be a good game, probably a close game. I think I think Queensland will have it. Hey, just on Lelezio, like, Nass, obviously, he's probably played a lot of 12 when you've sort of played with him or against him sort of in the juniors and a little bit in the last couple of years. What have you made of his switch to 10? Like, I didn't think he would have the sort of kicking game or the game management, but I think the fact that the Brumby system has sort of allowed him just to do his thing, is that similar to what you you see as well? Yeah, well, even last year, I hadn't really... Sort of, you hadn't really heard much about him since until school, hey. yeah, since school, and then he yeah. came into the twenties, and we're like, oh yeah, Noah's Noah's here. Jumps in at twelve to act as if like as a bit of a second second number ten, which I reckon yep. 
in this in the modern day rugby is massively yeah either it's, twelve or fifteen yeah. someone needs to be a distributor there yeah and then um yeah as you said at the Brums he's able to, they've they've thrown him at ten and he's able to sort of just play his own game runs the ball quite a bit yeah that's it. that's his game and, hey, yeah. yeah and he and he backs himself like he's not he's not someone who no, is not shy. no he's not shy so. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, the good and the good thing with a player like him is too. He from that twelve experience, he looks to take on the line. It, it draws the defense. Yeah, he's run first, isn't he? Oh yeah, big time. And he he it, when he does that, it opens up opportunities for second phase play. And particularly if Tom Banks is back, that player who just thrives off of the offloading ball through a through a clean gap. You try catching him after he's got twenty meters in the legs. Yeah, I think and I think Noah's starting to find a really good balance of that run kick pass like. I think we see Matt Timur sometimes get it wrong. Like Matt mm. will pass and support a lot, even yeah. though he's got a good carry. Whereas I think Noah decides to take the line on, which then gives him joy later in the game because he can just sort of sit back, commit the line without going as far into it and play at the back or kick. Like he can mm. play those other options because he's sort of carried a couple of times yeah. there. And he's not afraid to go for those, you know, deft little grubbers, behind, probe the line a bit with the toe. It's not. It's not all about trying to, you know, fling it out wide and get there first for the overlap. He, he, he will. He plays a smart brand where he tries to break through if he can, find the holes and put someone into him. Yeah, I'm tipping the Brumbies for that one. And uh, before we go, Nas, I want to grab your tips for the New Zealand Super Rugby games. We have the Hurricanes coming up against the Blues, who came off a loss against the Crusaders, and then we've got the Chiefs playing the Highlanders. What are your thoughts for the first game? I really, really like the Blues. Yeah, like, they look good, hey. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Tupolotu. How good um, is he? What's the what's the eight's name? Absolutely. Oh, Hoskins. Hoskins. We were talking about him a couple of weeks ago, mate. mate he's, he's, a he's a beast. So, yeah, I can't really see the Blues losing there. And then who was the second game? Chief, Chiefs Highlanders. Chiefs have been slow, slow to start after the uh, yeah. restart. And yeah, the Highlanders have been good with uh, with Aaron Smith. Yeah, I reckon that'll, I reckon that'll be a good game. Great watch, um, but yeah, probably probably Highlanders. Aaron Smith's in great form. Great, good touch, eh? And Mitch, what about you? Which, who, who are your winners in those two? Uh, what was the matchup again, sorry? We've got Hurricanes Blues and then Chiefs Highlanders. Uh, Blues, Blues to take that out. I think they'll they'll wipe bounce away, back. bounce back well. That was, anyone could have won that game. It, that was decided in the last 15, really. And Chiefs Highlanders... Look, as much as Warren Gatlin's been quite unlucky so far, I think he might. I think he might get it this week, particularly if it's in Waikato. Oh, wow, I'm that's a, that's a bit of a yeah. bit of an upset. I, I think. There. I think the 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 pack has been pretty close, and there's been some clo- they're, they're close games that have mm. been decided in the last twenty. I think they'll be rearing, and if it's a home crowd, which I'm pretty sure it is, that could be the difference. True. All right, uh, Nas, we're going to finish with a, a fast five. I've got five questions for you about different topics about who's sort of what in the Reds playing group. So yep. we're going to start with uh, the most annoying. We'll say. We'll say. No doubt. Biggest eater. <laughs> oh, jeez. Either Big DZ. Big Dano. <laughs> Big Dano or, or Taniella. Yeah. Um, worst roommate or like just a pest to room with. Um, I'm going to go with Wilso again. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be stuck with him. <laughs> uh, b- best dancer. Oh, jeez. Fraser's pretty pretty good okay. at photos. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Post match. And uh, who should come on the sideline experts podcast next? Oh. I reckon you should get Big Hamish Stewart on. Okay. Alrighty. Country yeah, boy. Big country. Well, uh, Fraser's saying he's uh, farm fit. He might not be as fit. Uh, Extremely as farm fit. But very farm fit. And so. piss fit. <laughs> uh, well, that just about does it here for us, boys. Thanks, Nassi, for joining us. And we'll catch everyone next time on the sideline experts. Holy tomorrow. Um, yeah, good. Bloody, uh, you beauty.